Welcome to the Creepy Kingdom. We are all about the creepy side. Theme parks, films, haunts, and everything in between. We create original films, live streams, vlogs, podcasts, and more. Hit that subscribe button to make sure that you always keep it creepy. Now it is time to open up the gates. Creepy Kingdom proudly presents The Dark Theme Park Show. Ahoy there, it's me, James H. Carter II, and welcome to The Dark Theme Park Show, Creepy Kingdom's podcast, all about the creepy and spooky stuff in the theme parks. And I am joined for this episode of the show by Mr. Josh Taylor. Hey, hey, it's me. That's me. Hey, Josh, how the heck are you? Uh, well, I am doing excellent. Uh, I've been hanging out with you quite often, it seems, because sure. <laughs> we're gearing up for the Halloween season. Uh, our first big event of the season so far, besides Midsummer Scream, which comes you know, way earlier than everything else, but uh, right. Not Scary Farms big announcement night uh, where they gave us like three hours to run around the park and we ran around like Mad Men. Um, not like yes, the show Mad Men, but, you know, and... Uh, Subjugating yeah. women? Is that what happens on Mad Men? <laughs> yeah, there was not a lot of like marketing talk or subjugating women. No cigars or whiskey were being consumed. Jeez. Just oh, uh, two dudes trying to capture as much cool stuff as possible. Uh, and sure. there's a ton of information that came out of this. So lots to get through. For sure. Yes. Well, before we get to that, um, we need to do a little bit of housekeeping. It's pretty important. <laughs> Bring everyone up to speed. Um, if, if you are a returning listener slash watcher of the Dark Theme Park show, if it's your first time, you're like, uh, you know, you don't even know the difference. But, <laughs> but if you're coming back, we have some news, uh, you know, about what we're doing here. So we are uh, officially back after a, a, almost a year hiatus. Our last episode was released in October of, of 2022. And that was not only just last episode of the Dark Theme Park Show, last podcast that we released on our podcast feed. So very excited to come back and be uh, producing new shows. And that's the uh, the next thing to say is that this isn't a one-off episode. <laughs> is that we, uh, the dark theme show? The, the dark theme park show will be back regularly <laughs> and bringing you uh, the usual theme park talk that we that we do. Um, so sometimes the, some of the episodes had video in the past. So almost it always had audio. But, but now we're we're committed to doing both video versions and audio versions of our podcast. So wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere, I don't know. There's so many places to listen to podcasts these days. Audible, you name it. Uh, we're we're going to be uh, there just as usual. Uh, but if you want to watch the show on YouTube and see some visuals or have it on the background, or whatever you want to do. We're all those places, and we're going to bring it to you. Another exciting announcement is um, the Dark Theme Park show will be getting its own feed. So for the however many years Creepy Kingdom's been going, um, 
we've had the Creepy Kingdom Podcast Network. It's been this one feed, and when we have new shows, we all just kind of be on this one feed. Uh, which is, if that's what the way you want to consume, you like everything that we do, and you want it, that's cool. But if you just want to check out this show, we are going to be bringing it to its own feed. It may have already happened. I'm not sure, <laughs> but that is the plan. So that's I just exciting wanna, news. I just want to come in and reiterate that if you are interested in the video version of these mm -hmm. podcasts, there is going to be besides just. Uh, you know, James and myself, or maybe some other people as part of Creepy Kingdom showing their faces. You can see how cute we all are. Um, yes, adorable. There, there will be other video elements added in. So, like in in this, in this, for example, um, you know, we were able to go and do some interviews on the spot at Not Scary Farm. Uh, we talked to some of the producers of shows and, and mazes and things like that. So you'll be able to see yeah. them and the interview in this video uh, version of the podcast. You'll still be able to hear it, but I think sometimes the visuals add an extra element. And that's why I think podcasting's moved into video formats. Uh, anyways, uh, I'll step off my soapbox. No, no, valid point. But, you know, I, I, as a consumer of media, also there's certain podcasts that have both that I prefer just to listen to on audio. I do it oh, absolutely. Uh, in the car or whatever. So I don't say the, uh, the option is there, but the video is not just us talking. <laughs> That's a valid point that you need. They have choices, you know, yes. free you world. Have many choices. It's a free world, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's a free creepy kingdom world. Sure, sure. <laughs> Unless Anywho. you'd like to subscribe to patreon.com slash creepy kingdom for a few bucks yeah. a month. Yeah, yeah, and that's not free, but um, more choices, huh? And that's what we really want out of this life. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so another announcement with the with the uh, Creepy Kingdom podcast and all this stuff is, um, if you've been listening for a while, you would know that we had a podcast called Stay Haunted, which was one that we created in about 2018, I believe, to specifically cover haunts because we were we're just doing so much more haunt coverage that we were like, Oh, we should just have a show just for that. I've decided to, uh, to sunset that show and to incorporate all the haunt coverage that we would do in podcast form uh, into the dark theme park show, because even though we cover many haunts on our social media and our website through written form or written reviews or articles, all that kind of stuff, we have decided to, just discuss the theme park haunts on the dark theme park show <laughs> instead of uh, having a podcast just for haunts. So that's why we're talking about scary farm <laughs> on, on the dark theme park show. And it really throws back to the original Kirby kingdom podcast where, where we first started talking about things like scary farm and all that kind of stuff. So we're just kind of, you know, kicking it back old school. That's what we love. Yeah. Uh, and other than that, we do have a few other new podcasts in the works. So if you have that main feed with all the stuff, you're going to hear new, new things coming soon. Nothing to announce yet. I don't like to, you know, count the chickens or whatever. <laughs> but we, we uh, I will say that if you were a fan of the original Creepy Kingdom podcast coverage of, um, of, of Disney films and the, and, the, and the creepiness of them, um, you're definitely going to love what we have coming up. Pretty soon. Ooh. Ooh, what a tease. 
Yeah, I think that's a good tease, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So let us talk about this event. All right. Event. Let's do it. All right. So this event was uh, called uh, Nightmares Revealed, and it was a ticketed event that fans of Not Scary Farm could uh, buy to attend this three-hour preview where they gave announcements and, and a little taste of things to come. Uh, this is Not Scary Farm's 50th year, and by all intents and purposes, um, the haunts as we know it originated right at Not Scary Farm. So this, like, some people say, oh, you know, it's the granddaddy or the grandfather of this stuff, and they're just, you know, there's no weight behind it. But for sure, <laughs> there's weight behind this because they literally invented haunts, which is crazy. And it's crazy that this is the 50th year, so 50 years ago. Right. Uh, so in the past, they have had these kind of announcement events and they were pretty scaled back. It was just like you would go into um, their indoor arena, the Charles M. Schultz Theater, I believe it's called. Yeah. If you've ever been it's, to Knott's uh, before. It's, it's not anymore. It's it's actually the Walter K. Knott Theater. Um, oh, okay. But it was, was the, it? it was the Charles Schultz Theater three or oh, four okay. years ago. There it's, we go. It's changed, it's changed <laughs> names like 50 million times. But it's basically the big theater in the memory lane area. Uh, and the Walter Knott Theater is what it's called. But wow, here, I totally it, missed it. The name changed. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I don't think it was like a big deal as far as the name change. But yeah, that's not where they hosted the event this year. Normally they would. Right. Yeah. So they they expanded it, and they really have like a uh, like like kind of the ghost towns uh, section of the park open for this event, which um, is pretty unique. Um, so. We're just going to kind of recap what we, some of the experiences we had and what we learned there as well and give our thoughts about all that kind of stuff. So if, if you're a regular Scary Farm, you probably know that um, they, their mazes team to, seem to stay around for a few years. They don't, they don't have like a full new lineup every year, uh, which kind of is fun. I, I, I like that because... It, it, it like you have grows affection for some of the older mazes. I would agree with you. I think like one of the issues that I have with, um, I mean, not an issue, but one of the things about, you know, universal's Halloween horror nights, which is an amazing experience of and of itself is that if you go one year, um, what you're getting the next year is something completely different. So uh -huh. if you didn't get to everything, in one night, uh, assuming most people usually go for one night, they usually don't buy, uh, you know, multiple nights for this type yeah, of event. Yeah, most people, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe like the one to five percent, you know, the, the weirdos like us. <laughs> but um, it's difficult to get everything in one night. So if you don't get in everything, then you've missed your opportunity and sorry you lose. At least at knots. If you don't hit everything, you have the opportunity to come back and do it maybe the next year or the year after that or so. They usually last like three or four years with yeah. some of these. Um, obviously, you know, certain things are going to go. So if you know what's going at the end of that year, usually maybe one or two every year leave. Make sure to get those in. Um, and they always and announce then, yeah. it. They never just like disappear on you. <laughs> right. Yeah. They, they always announce it. And 
you know, you and I have our favorites. So, like, uh, for example, you'd love Dark Ride and ever since it first came in. Got the Dark Ride uh, hat. Got, you got the Dark Ride hat. If you follow us on Instagram or, or TikTok or wherever, you got a new hat Everywhere. as well. I did, um, which I, 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 I started wearing the new hat, but I, I still... It's a slow transition. I just can't quit yeah. the darker. I'd had culture. Haven't haven't worn it in yet. Um, no. <laughs> but but I will say, like, you know, the thing about not scary farm is that I have a few things that I want to do that I already know that I want to do going into right. the season because I'm repeating some of my favorites. Um, I'm going in blind with a lot of these other events because I don't know anything about you know what they've added to the parks these years. So it is nice to have that familiarity as well as some new things. Yeah. And this year, it feels like they've upped their game as far as new things. So there's a ton to talk about that's coming for the first year ever. Oh, yeah. This is their their, their first year on the scene. But before we get into that, uh, we'll just kind of set the scene as that. Uh, I don't recall the name of that stage where the announcement were. Do you remember what it's called? They usually have some kind of uh, I believe stage that show that is, last year. Hmm. It's right uh, across know, from the mine train. I, I, yeah, I believe I, I, it's it's. I believe it's the Calico Mine Stage. Okay, there you go. That we got there. We figured it out. <laughs> so it's Calico Mine Stage. We're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> uh, and that's uh, where the really the, all the new announcements took place. Um, and our friend Vamp was the co-host of this. So shout out to Vamp. Shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, we're going to try to get her on uh, a future episode uh, to talk about Scary Farm uh, once once we actually go to the event. So that's something to look forward to. I mean, now I put it out there. Now you have to do it, man. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> or you're just a liar. Right. Or I'm a liar. I guess I guess if she doesn't lose anything, she doesn't show up. <laughs> no, we tried to work it out this week, but she couldn't do it. Uh, she's the hardest working woman in the hard biz, for sure. <laughs> but, um, so, um, anywho, they dropped some new mazes, and we're going to talk about them right now. Um, and, boy, I will say uh, – no disappointments in just the descriptions of the mazes. The anticipation is uh, is increased so high. I can't wait for this event to actually start. Uh, so let's talk about the first one they announced. It was called Cinema Slasher. Yeah, Josh, uh, this would you, is. Uh, would you describe this maze to our to our to our listener watchers? Uh, uh, if you're the type of person who's really into horror movies, which I don't know why you wouldn't be. I think um, everyone is, that's consuming this content would be, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is definitely for you. So their description of it sounds pretty amazing because not only do you get to go to the theater, but you get to become part of the movie. Uh, so their description states, adventuring through the mystical midnight theater, guests travel through the silver screen and into a trilogy of slasher movies. As they're swallowed into the world of gothic horror, they become the movie characters who try to escape the wrath of the dangerous slasher. Will everyone survive or will they become forever ensnared in the decaying reality from a bygone era? The conniving midnight theater wickedly opens its doors, daring those brave enough to buy a ticket to cinema slasher. Wow. So uh, I, I believe we determined that this 
maze is going to be where dark ride was so this is the dark ride replacement did uh we, did we determine that yes. or? Uh, I don't remember how not, we determined it. <laughs> they did not announce that, but I believe that is in fact the case. Well, so I it's on, I'm just prefacing that or with that to say this seems like a worthy replacement of, of Dark Ride. It sounds uh pretty incredible. Um it does remind me of a maze. I'm just coming to think of it. I cannot recall the name of it right now. Um, that was an original maze at Universal Orlando a few years back which the premise of it was that it was more of like grindhouse movies that you were walking into. Um, yeah. And, and uh, so this, and that, so that was kind of fun. And they've actually kept that going. Um, some of the, some of those movies that were in there have gotten their own maze and including uh, even one this year based on a Yeti. Uh, but um, so this seems to be taking that concept. I don't, I'm not claiming they stole it from them. I'm just seems familiar to me. <laughs> taking that concept and uh, making it 80s, you know, like doing an 80s version of it because it seems like the 80s slasher kind of thing. So it seems like from the the concept art uh, that or that we saw um, that you get to actually see the movies like in a movie theater type setting in some ways, and then you're in the movie, right? <laughs> right, right, right. And that that's just awesome. I, I that's great. <laughs> I just, I just think I, I just gonna have a great time with that one. I, I think I, all I, three of the all three of the new haunts that they've brought in this year feel distinct, but mm -hmm. then also feel um, they feel different than anything else that they've done. They've done some similar things, but yeah, it feels different. And I'm really excited for this one. I'm excited for all three, but this one in particular. I'm a lover of like old. B movies, old horror, gothic yeah. horror in particular. Um, so this really, you know, hits it for me. Oh, yes, it was slasher. So let's get to the next one. Yay. The chilling chambers. Ooh. All right. What's your uh what's the deal with this one, Josh? Uh well, <clears throat> let me tell you. Uh, I I am very excited for Knots to celebrate their history. One of the things oh. that they made a huge deal about um, with this year was that they wanted to make sure that they celebrated the history of the park. The Chilling Chambers is a throwback to a, uh, one that they've had for years. Uh, in all, and in fact, in honor of their very first maze that ever existed. Uh, and not scary farms. Uh, the 10 chilling chambers is what it was. It's a ghastly attraction that gives a nostalgic nod to scary farms past while terrorizing the audiences of today. Uh, guided by the keeper, the sinister caretaker of the conservatory. That's a really like difficult thing to, to, to say. Alliteration. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the sinister caretaker of the conservatory of horrors guests are thrust beyond the threshold of an ominous towering cathedral that leads to terrifying classic maze themes from not scary farms past scream from countless uh, scream from countless fears of seasons gone by as 50 years of terror are unleashed in the chilling chambers. Um, this, this is exciting for anybody who's gone to knots for years and years and years. Um, yeah, as somebody sure. who is even pretty new to it, I mean, 
I think my first time going was 2017. Okay. Uh, I'm still very excited about this because I didn't get to experience those things. And now this gives me a chance to, you know, not have the full experience, but at least get a touch on some of those things of the past that I would have loved to have seen in the seventies and eighties and nineties and two thousands and, and bring them to life now. No, for sure. It's, um, so I grew up in Southern California and oddly enough, um, you know, I, I never went to Scary Farm. I never even knew it was happening. <laughs> like, I, did, I didn't live uh, in Orange County like I do now. I lived in Ventura County, which is just north of L.A. And, you know, I been went to Knott's Berry Farm many times, obviously. I went to Disneyland many times. Uh, not of my own uh, accord. You know, obviously, I was driven there by a parent because, you know, I was a kid growing up. But uh, my mom was not, uh, taking us to haunts. <laughs> so, so I never experienced any of this stuff as a kid and I didn't get into haunts like well until my adulthood. And, uh, I spent a big chunk of my time on the East coast, about 20 years <laughs> of my life, and then moved back to California in 2015. And that was the first year that I did scary farm. So I don't have, you know, all this, uh, firsthand experience with its history. So right. I think that, it's cool that they're given a taste of it, but I also feel like they're like, like you could just go into a blind and just enjoy it for what it is. That's the feeling that I get from the way that it's, uh, they describe them. Yeah. And um, they made a big emphasis on bringing back some of the characters um, mm-hmm. this year as well from the past. So not only will you be walking through some scenes that you may have seen, Um, But you'll also be seeing some of these characters from different past attractions as well. Um, If you're a video viewer of this, you can, you can see on your screen, like some of the characters that are involved in this. Um, They've played a lot of clips and stuff about Seymour, um, who was uh, kind of an old TV horror movie, you know, Saturday night, late night host. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was the first host of not scary farm. And, Uh, He is a part of this attraction, which is cool. Obviously not the real Seymour. He's, you know, passed and deceased, but uh, a character representing him. Yeah. I think that is like such a cool way to like pay tribute to the past, but like just have it be something cool for like people that have no idea, you know, like they, they made him, uh, they, they, they're calling him the keeper. So they're not calling right. you Seymour, which is Seymour, not not a very uh, sinister name, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, unless you're a plant, I guess. Uh, but um, uh, but they they made him look, uh, you know, a little more uh, macabre than Seymour did. But if so, it's it's so it works on both levels. Uh, quite a, a genius uh, idea, I think. Yeah, and I believe the keeper is like the groundskeeper of the cemetery in Calico, the ghost town at Knott's. So it plays into a larger story that also probably would connect to Origins, which has been uh, a maze that has been around for quite a few years now. It's become a fan Mm -hmm. favorite. So a lot of kind of bleeding into each other from all these mazes and scare zones and stuff like that. And that's one of the things that I absolutely love about Knott's and, and scary farm is that they are telling a story, um, throughout the whole park. It's not just here's a story in one maze and then it's over. It seems like everything kind of bleeds together 
um, if you want to find that story. Yeah, I mean, you could even take it a step further and just think of like the ghost town adjacent stories uh, transcends even to like non-scary farm time when they have the True. ghost town alive. Uh, which is, you know, if you're unfamiliar with that, um, it's something they do in the summer, which I basically call cowboy LARPing. <laughs> it's it, it's PG Westworld. It's PG yeah. Westworld. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of like, the you know, and even that whole area of the park uh, predates the park. That was the first thing that was built before it was a theme park. So right. there's like Freak. so much like actual history. And it was free. Right. Wow. <laughs> There's like actual history mixed in with this lore that they're building. Um, and it really, yeah, you, you can keep going down the rabbit hole if, if you wanted to with it. Um, or you could take it at face value. And that's the sign of something that's great that works on both those levels. You don't need to know it, but if you want to search for it, it's there. And it, it makes it a lot more fun. Right. So good stuff. All right. Well, let's move on to the last announcement of New Maze, which is Room 13. Ooh. So uh, yeah, room, room 13. Well, uh, I've got the graphic up on screen here for those watching in the video format. Uh, but Violent Murders at the Blind Tiger, which the Blind Tiger is a Prohibition era uh, style speakeasy. It's a part of Memory Lane. And this whole, again, this bleeds out into the uh, street stuff, uh, you know, the, the scare zone that's that's going on. Um, it's the goring 20s scare zone. It is the, it, yeah, it's the goring 20s. So you're taken back to a time of prohibition. Um, there are people, you know, on strike outside. There's all these bartenders throwing poison bottles outside and everything. And that's going to bleed into this maze because not only have there been violent murders at the Blind Tiger, but there's a dangerously delicious new cocktail called the Devil's Elixir. That seems to be at the root of the mayhem. And uh, where did the mysterious green aperitif come from? The answers will lie at the heart of this extravagant Argive hotel that you get to wander through, where many have checked in to room 13, but none have checked out. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Which, I, I mean, you know, it feels like a familiar kind of setting uh you know mm -hmm. like friends that are uh you know familiar with the shining obviously a very popular horror film would mm -hmm. kind of get the hotel vibes of this but a lot of the artwork and a lot of the things that we saw from this really allude to the uh devil's elixir drink and it's also something that you'll be able to purchase to drink outside in the Goring that's 20s so, area. so fun. I love it. <laughs> so, uh, and we'll probably get into some of the merch a bit later, but like to have the drink, to have the street atmosphere of the uh, scare zone of the Goring 20s that all bleeds into this maze and the story about this hotel and this elixir that's causing such mayhem. Again, the story's there if you want to find it and if you want to see it. The Goring 20s, I don't know about you, but it's become like one of my favorite places in the park. The Memory Lane area, just in general, any day of knots. But the Goring 20s during Not Scary Farm is super fun. Um, the monsters are great there. The There's a band that plays swing music yeah. um, periodically throughout the night. It becomes this big kind of fun party. Uh, and I really love that about it. And I'm so excited to delve into this maze and see all the beautiful architecture, this kind of um, 
1920s uh, Art Deco style architecture yeah. that they they've put on display. Yeah, um, so I believe last year was the first year of this scare zone. Uh, I'm pretty positive on that, <laughs> and it was really one of my favorite places to hang out for all the reasons you were saying. And uh, not only was it just a fun party vibe, um, I found. I mean, the, the, the characters are pretty interactive um, all around, um, but some, you know, all the scare zones, but in this one in particular, they're like, you just get them like full on like conversations with them. I feel like right. either the other scare zones, they are monsters, so they're not talking English or they're just keeping it brief because they're uh, creepy, <laughs> you know, people or whatever. But these are like, uh, you know, you're in the middle of the of a story. And now those are my favorite scare zones to be in. And it's such a fun party to just hang out in. And so I remember last year, someone was walking around with a broken bottle, which was obviously fake, but just bringing it up to our necks. And, <laughs> us and, uh, and there's and, a, uh, there's a newspaper stand that has like real, you know, headlined newspapers that kind of tell the story. So if you're interested, the setting in and of itself will give you the information and the story that you're playing into, which is great. Yeah, so much to explore. And what the really, and then what's this kind of unprecedented, maybe as far as I know, but uh, to have like a scare zone debut first and then build a maze <laughs> to continue the story. That's such a cool, <laughs> I, I love it. I mean, that they might have planned to do this all at once and it just didn't come to be i, I don't know but um I, I i just i love this whole immersive story and i can't wait to dive into it um and or expand upon it excuse me uh with this maze so at this uh event we had the chance to speak with uh scary farm uh producer christo and we asked him all about room 13. So why don't we uh, why don't we cut to that clip? So room 13, incredibly excited for that. Uh, we've had this uh, with excessive gore in 20s. We said this is going to be so fun. Uh, and uh, we saw everything take off with the Devil's Elixir. And uh, finally, for the first time, you get to see behind the curtain of the Blind Tiger. Everybody wants to see it. So uh, the Devil's Elixir, you get to see where it's made. You get to go through this beautiful hotel, the Argive Hotel, 19, set in the 1920s, Art Deco. Absolutely beautiful. But you've always been told, don't go to room 13. There's something, you know, censored about room 13. And of course, what are you going to do? You're going to go to room 13. And then uh, you get kind of get to see uh, where the devil's elixirs come from. Oh, boy. <laughs> Very excited. Uh, the, you showed some concept art during the presentation. It looks so detailed and immersive. Is that something that we can expect to see in real life? Absolutely. So as you walk in, you know, you see the first two scenes, you see some of the gruesomeness. If you watched uh, the announcement video that we had about two years ago, you saw inside the blind tiger. You saw, you know, the fights that happened in there, all the bloodiness. Uh, so after you go through that, uh, all of a sudden you're in this beautiful hotel, the 1920s. Art Deco, absolutely beautiful. Uh, when I stepped in, I said, oh, we really made this come to life. So uh, wow, what you cool. saw in the concept art, we really wanted to go after that. And our wonderful scenic designer, Tyler, uh, he really, uh, him and the wonderful teams that we have here, our production teams, really brought that to life. That's great. Another thing that I like about it is I like the idea of a scare zone, you know, uh, in a maze kind of continuing to the story and usually it's the other way around that the maze comes first <laughs> and then the scare zone continues the story uh, can you talk about the decision to expand uh the, the goring 20s 
Yeah, so fun fact was actually this is a maze that we've thought about for a very long time mm -hmm. and that this is something that, you know, the teams have wanted to do and we just wanted to wait for the right time. Mm -hmm. And then the Goring 20s, we said, hey, let's go ahead and, and uh, roll out the Goring 20s, bring that to life. And we saw the success of that and we said, hey, yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and just move forward and just bring this wonderful maze to life. <laughs> and uh, the interesting thing, we said, when are we going to do it? When are we going to do it? Because Goring 20s came out, I, th I believe it was two years ago. Yeah. And we said, hey, what better time than the 50th anniversary? For so sure. we've been thinking about it. <laughs> for a very long time we said hey we're, we're gonna do the scare zone and then now we're doing the maze so uh it, it's a little bit of both that we've been thinking about for a very long time it's just finding the right time to do it and what better time than the 50th anniversary all right so uh, we've heard from chris uh but there's also beyond the mazes there's a new stage show that's coming um into the walter knot theater the old charles schultz theater james it's uh, always the charles schultz theater to me <laughs> uh well this new show is kind of like the Shilling Chambers in that it is uh, called Music, Monsters, and Mayhem. And it's a provocative musical journey celebrating 50 years of terror and frights at Not Scary Farm. Uh, so it'll bring back all kinds of things, not just maze stuff, but some of the hosts, some of the atmosphere, things like that, all scored to music. Uh, it'll be featuring a, a rockin' score wild laughs and a cast of singing and dancing monstrosity is bound to get your heart racing with screams of delight um well that's quite a promise that you personally are making to the audience i so. i did not i did not write this but i will say we got the chance to talk not only with chris who's a producer for scary farm uh, but we got to talk to Casey Gussler, who's the show director for a lot of the different shows, The Hanging, um, some of the other things that have, have come from the past. But he is in charge of this show that's supposed to be around for a few years. So uh, I think that we've got a, an interview to cut to as well from him. Sure do. Roll it. Music Monsters and Mayhem. What it is, it's a 50th or a tribute to our, our 50 years of all our different mazes, our scare zones, our host of um, uh, Scary Farm. And I've rolled them all up into one into this gigantic musical production. Wow. So we're going to see uh, callbacks to different mazes from the past, different yes. shows. Yep. Um, Will there be uh, impersonators of some celebrities that used to perform at Scary Farm? Absolutely. So we're looking at uh, uh, paying homage to a lot of our old hosts that we had. Uh, uh, Wolfman Jack was one of them, uh, Seymour Vincent, uh, Dr. Cleaver, and of course Elvira. So we will have um, uh, some comedians in the show and... You'll have to come back and see the show to see exactly what they do, but it'll be great fun. Well, for sure. I don't, you can't give away everything. you got to come watch the show. Yeah. And one thing I love about the shows at Scary Farm are a chance to get off your feet <laughs> and recalibrate <laughs> and get some good entertainment. So uh, is it going to be a balance of uh, scary, funny? You know, What's the general vibe of the show? You just described it. Right scary. <laughs> Uh, funny, I'm a big horror fan, so we're going for that scare, uh, that scare element with all these musical numbers. It's been interesting where I've had to create musical numbers with singers and dancers that are actually frightening. So we'll have that. that that's going to be interesting. And, uh, and then we've got a, a, a comedian in the show who will be hosting the show. And uh, he's actually, he wrote the show with oh, me. Fun. So, yeah, yeah. 
So you said scary musical numbers. Are we talking about uh, con contortionist? <laughs> no, uh, basically scary from the standpoint of what they're about. We have a we will have a Jack the Ripper uh, number that is very bloody. Um, we go down into the bayous of New Orleans to pay tribute to our voodoo maze. And uh, we're going into the doll factory, which, uh, have you ever, were you ever in uh, the maze doll factory? Yes. So you've seen what's in there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so what I've done is I've musicalized uh, these mazes, and uh, we'll see where we go from there. All right. Uh, well, so Casey gave us a lot of great information about this show. I'm excited to mm -hmm. see it. It is not the only show. James, that is going to be part of Not Scary Farm this year. So many shows! So many to choose from. How could you possibly do it all in one night? That's, again, that goes back to the thing. <laughs> you know, they do this multiple times a year. They're going to bring back the, uh, at least what they had told us, what Casey told us, the Music Monsters and Mayhem show. This will be its first year of hopefully a few years. So yeah. if you don't see it this year, you should. But if you don't see it this year, you can see it next year. Right. Uh, but there are two more shows. Or go multiple James. nights during the run. <laughs> or go multiple nights. <laughs> yeah, this uh, if, you're like, if you're like James and I. <laughs> I actually want to pause and say, you know, at Creepy Kingdom, we obviously we cover a lot of stuff. We're at a lot of events. So September, October, our busiest time of year. Totally nuts. All that stuff. Um, I always try to go back to Scary Farm at the end of the season. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't happen, but this is... A part of that is that it, um, it's close to my, to my home, so it's yeah, not yeah. attractive out there. But I, yeah, but besides that, it's because I, I always think it's such a great way to wind down the season. It always just feels feels like a good way to wrap it up. And I know I'm usually a lot of our friends will do it as well, like the last Saturday or that it's open, and we'll see. It's like a a little little bit of a celebration. We know we're not covering it. We're just hanging out, which is something we don't really get to do <laughs> at these events. We usually run around filming stuff. So you mean uh, that we're just not freeloading? <laughs> I know it, it appears that way to people, but no, we actually uh, have to work for <laughs> these events. And when well, I say we go back, I mean that we, I buy tickets. We don't, they don't allow us to right. come back. <laughs> yeah, we're not just freeloading for, for months at a time. Um, but there are two more shows. I'd love to tell you about them. Please. Uh, they're, they're two returning shows. Um, in the Birdcage Theater, uh, there is Dr. Cleaver Returns. Uh, he is your favorite demented doctor back for more Halloween and hijinks. This is much more of a a comedy show. If you've been to Knott's Berry Farm and you've, you've seen any Birdcage theater show, you kind of know it's more that vaudeville-style type of show uh, where sometimes maybe something goes wrong, but they acknowledge it on stage. Like, that kind of... It's not whose line is it anyway. Break the part of the wall kind of thing? Well, it's not... It, yeah, it's sort of. I mean, it's not like a whose line is it anyway kind of improv show, but it definitely is a theater that it will gladly be silly and acknowledge the silliness, acknowledge if something gets messed up or whatever. Like every show is slightly different in that way, which is always fun again for returnability. This yeah. show's returning. I've never seen it. You were talking off off camera with me that you've never seen it either. So I'm going to make, uh, I'm going to make the pilgrimage this year. Josh yeah. will come face to face with Dr. Cleaver. And right. Dr. Cleaver returns to the Birdcage Theater. 
And uh, the other show that is a fan favorite for a lot of people, uh, if you are familiar, if you're an Orlando type of person and you've been to the Bill and Ted's show at Halloween Horror Nights at Universal, you'll be familiar with with the show that, uh, you know, kind of mocked the past year of pop culture. And obviously that show is gone. Uh, And this show was gone at Uh Knott's as well. But they've brought it back. Uh, it's called uh, the Hanging Uncancelled. They've uncancelled the show, and <laughs> it's like it's a good uh, double meaning there. So. Right, the show it literally is, was canceled, but it's the show was canceled. Cancel <laughs> Correct, uh, and so it's going to probably bring up a lot of tongue in cheek humor that goes along with some of the pop culture of the year. Sometimes it's a little not PC. Um, that's kind of the fun of the show, I guess. I enjoy it. I enjoy it's kind of like cringy theme park humor. Um, you know, when it, it's weird to describe that, but there's certain shows that feel like they're just destined for a theme park and mm-hmm. nowhere else. And the hanging feels like a theme park show. It's kind of part Western stunt show. Yeah. It's got that part- stunt show vibe. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also got this mock you mockumentary, just like this mocking of, of pop culture. Um, this is fun, you know. Uh, it's a show that is going to change this year, actually. So it's not going to be at the usual spot, which is the Calico Mind stage, the big stage. It's actually going to be at the wagon camp at the front of the park. It's a smaller space, it has seating. Um, and I think that it's going to be a bit more fun because of the intimacy of yeah, the space. Yeah, that's I'm really excited about that that new theater. <laughs> yeah, really so cool. uh, they use the Calico Mind stage these days for Carnival de, uh, du Grotesque, which is much more of a Cirque du Soleil kind of show, but with horror-themed elements. Another great show, but bringing back the hanging for this kind of more intimate space I think it's going to change the show drastically. And I think uh, for people who didn't like it before, maybe because you were standing around, you were too far away. It's difficult to see because you're like me and you're short and everybody else seems to be taller than you. <laughs> this is a great way to see it because you'll be able to see it without anything in your way. Mm-hmm. And you'll be right up close to the stage. If you'll be right in the action. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be uh, the stunts are going to happen all around you on, on that, on that format there. And I do. I want to kind of uh, support what you're saying about the show. Uh, it is very cringe. <laughs> it's got a cringe thing to it. Uh, but I'm just like a fan of satire in general. So I love. And then when you satire, very specific things that like us theme park and hot nerds are into, which they kind of incorporate that into the pop culture commentary. I, I just eat it up. I just I always enjoyed it. Uh, you know, something, you know, what's inappropriate is subjective, obviously. What's mean-spirited can even be subjective. Um, and some things are could really cross the line. And I, I know in the past, um, the, there was a Bill and Ted show at Universal Hollywood that uh, something had happened. And they made some statement and it made the news and I don't know, whatever it was. And that show actually did get canceled for being too offensive. I don't remember what the deal with that was. Uh, but, and then, but, and then, but also for years at Universal Orlando, Bill and Ted's ran for a while. Um, and they recently shut that down. I don't remember why they did it, but 
Um, so I was kind of sad to see that kind of element go because then the hanging went also. So I'm just glad that it's back, to be honest. You know, I don't I don't know. Yeah. If it's not for everybody. You know, that's for sure. But it <laughs> but is I a unique it. experience. It's mm-hmm. something. Listen, if I went to like the theater and paid $70 for a Broadway style type of show and I got the hanging, I would be disappointed. But sure. for a theme park <laughs> show that comes with the price of admission this style of show again that kind of cringy theme park humor it just works for me it, it is the right setting it's the right tone it's the right night because it's part of scary farm which is a, you know kind of quote unquote a more adult evening at the theme parks um it fits you know it's not gonna i mean it might offend you but like i mean that, that is also part There's of the charm right yeah i mean you never know everyone's got their own limits and sensibilities and experiences that it's hard to like ride that line and not make everybody happy but i don't think it's trying to i feel like when they announced it they said something like uh, if you don't like it don't watch it it was like the tagline yeah. <laughs> to be honest uh, and that's it's a, it's a good tagline because it's kind of truthful like if you feel like them coming in and you know making fun of uh a celebrity that's down on their luck or something go away you know like right <laughs> go away and actually the more i think about it in the past it was always at least when i encountered it uh, i know it wasn't always on the mind stage but it's been other places it's basically just been like out in the open so you, it's more likely that somebody would just like stumble upon it and this right year seems like way less likely for that to happen uh, being in the in the wagon station yeah i actually think they close the gates of the wagon stage so yeah, probably yeah. You won't be able to get into the show once it's. Isn't started. that where uh, Crazy where Kirk, Crazy Kirk and the Hillbillies usually performs there? Correct. Right, and, and I feel like they don't close the gates then, do they, or do they? <laughs> they do not, but they used to also do the Western Stunt Show there, and that yeah. they, I believe, they did close the gates when that show began for kind so, of yeah. safety reasons. Uh, okay, so they'll probably do the same here. So yeah, so that adds to the point. Yeah, so I feel like it's like it's a good compromise and it's probably not a compromise because I think it's going to be a better experience <laughs> than the past show. Yeah. Oh no, totally. Um, so mm-hmm. with that said, I mean, those are all kind of the shows that they've announced. And uh, obviously I said, you know, there are some other shows that are returning, um, including. What? Uh, okay. I, 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 so are we getting into all the things that are happening? <laughs> should we? No, no, I was going to say, I don't think we should. <laughs> we just oh. want to talk about the new stuff. But is, was there something you wanted to mention? I don't, I didn't want to cut you off. You seem like you had really something. No, no, no. I was just saying there's there's a bunch of, there's, a, there's more than just the three shows. So there's, right, right, there's right. more than the three shows. There's more than the three um, uh, mazes that we talked about. Those are just all the new things. There's so much more to this event. I think there's nine mazes in total, mm-hmm. four or five shows, uh, four or five different scare zones i mean the whole park is truly a scare zone there's not very much space where you'll be able to hide from something right. they just have these like distinctive themes in certain areas but the whole area is pretty pretty spooky right yeah <laughs> yeah i can't think uh, of any talk- scary farm but yeah okay should we talk about some of the stuff that we got to witness at the at yeah. this particular night at uh, Nightmares Revealed, because 
they had us there not just for this announcement, but for about three hours where we got to kind of experience some things unique to the evening and also some things that are kind of uh, previews of what's to come. Yeah, and that's that, and that's a really that's the new kind of offering to this uh, event. Usually, it's just announcements. So I, I I think it's cool to give a little little extra here to the fans. Oh no, I, totally. And and I believe we looked it up the night of, and it was about twenty bucks to go to this event. Uh, so if you if you purchased a ticket, I believe it ended up selling out. Um, but if you were able to purchase a ticket, and hopefully they do this in you know upcoming years then you not only get to see the announcements, but then you get to kind of have a preview evening of Scary Farm. For sure. I guess I would say I hope that they, I hope they did maybe extended it maybe an hour or so. Because again, just, there's so much to try to do that we actually didn't do it all because we couldn't do it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, so they did, I think you alluded to this before, they got ghost town up and going. So they had kind of one scare zone running with the Mm -hmm. fogs and the lights and all the characters. Um, Everything else in the park was, was kind of like roped off. So we weren't able to go venture into camp Snoopy or anywhere else, which again Mm -hmm. is fine because there was definitely not enough time to do that. Um, But beyond the scare zone, they actually opened one of the haunts, which was origins i alluded to that before it's one of the fan favorites but they left they said it was lights on it was mostly lights on um (laughs) the first half or so was lights on and then kind of as we went it was a bit darker uh but it didn't have any scare actors in it or anything so if this was your first time ever going to a knots scary farm event you kind of got a preview of what could potentially be scary or if you're maybe too scared and you're weary of going, you know, and seeing the full thing on opening night, this is a great kind of preview to say, this is the environment that you'll be, you know, involved in if you go through a maze or if you go through a scare zone without having all of the scares there. Yeah. that That's one way to experience it. The other one for us, uh, you know, frequent attendees uh you know the origins curse of calico house uh, as you mentioned earlier it's, it's become quite a favorite it, it extends the story of ghost town and it's just it is it, 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 even without even knowing the backstory it's just such a cool <laughs> such a cool house um so it was it was definitely fun to be able to like see with the lights on and you could go um I mean, it was still kind of conga line-ish, but you could also just kind of stop and let people pass you if you wanted to. It was kind of uh, no real rhyme or reason <laughs> to, to what right. was happening inside of the house there. Um, it's like, oh, Josh is up, if you're watching the video version there, pulling up uh, the walkthrough that we shot that's on our website and our YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, exactly. So, but actually sometimes... Some like the line actually stopped because I think people were like taking photos and all that. And I actually like took that opportunity to really take in the environment that around me because usually you're just you know kind of being rushed through. And so that was kind of a that was definitely a unique experience. I, you know, as I mentioned many times, I dark ride is 
it's one of my favorite mazes of all time. And I, I wish that I would have had the opportunity to do a lights on tour of that maze. Um, but they didn't. Uh, I feel like they I heard somebody told me they did offer that for something last year, but I don't know. It wasn't presented to me. If you if you did like the five hundred dollar VIP kind of experience, I think you got to walk through a few of the mazes. Well, for five hundred dollars, I better get that in a bucket of chicken. <laughs> but for twenty bucks for this kind of event, yeah. you, you know, it's it's a little more priced in most people's range. Of yeah, for sure. Twenty bucks or five hundred dollars. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think, think this will work. Uh, so yeah, definitely a cool experience to because there's so much detail in these places. Oh, there's me there just, just hanging out. There's so much detail in these mazes that you want to take in and, and appreciate. And you know, most of the time it's dark, so you can't even see it all. But in that ever so, you're being rushed through it. So the experience here was they had the audio going. This guy just sitting on one of the props. <laughs> No respect. Um, I don't know the case. That guy's going to come out first. <laughs> um, uh, they had the audio going. Uh, they had s some of the lighting there, but they seem to have like work lights on there as well. Usually there's a projection on that, uh, if you're watching the video, on on the this casket here. You see the, yeah, yeah. the, the bride of Ghost Town there, but um, they turned that off for no reason. Most of uh, the yeah. effects were were working, except for the projections uh, and yeah. some of the video elements that were typically there. Uh, I'm not sure why those weren't, or if you just couldn't really see them because the house lights were on. Maybe, but it, it was fun to walk through this and and see some of the details that yeah you don't really get to appreciate with all the lights off. So it was, it was a cool experience uh, for sure. Uh, part of me kind of wishes that. I, that they actually like set it up like they had it like running <laughs> like with actors i mean really at this point it's just turning the lights off and having scare actors in there right, I mean, like, right they have yeah. everything else up and going <laughs> just to actually get that like taste of being at a haunt but with that they'd have to charge more than 20 dollars for this though <laughs> even for one maze of a, a preview right but but all that i i guess i want both i don't know um I guess my only other thought is I kind of wish that it wasn't still conga lined, that they just kind of like let small groups in to explore. Um, I think they probably could have done that, but I guess maybe the wait would have been longer because it was really very minimal wait because they were still pulsing the, the line. They weren't just, you know, it wasn't like free for all. Uh, but I feel like we didn't wait more than like 10 minutes, right? No, not any point in the evening, there was not really a huge line. And I think, you know, that also probably goes to not having any scare actors in there. So there's no real need to, like, hold people back. Most people were just mm -hmm. kind of wandering through pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Sure, for sure. So, yeah, we um, if you're watching our live show, you see our video show, you see a little bit here. But uh, Josh filmed a complete walkthrough of this experience. <laughs> Uh, so you can check that out if you want to see it, if you've experienced this before. If you have not experienced it before, I'd, imagine, I'd, I'd recommend not watching this and <laughs> just experience it for what it is because it's so cool. It has um, uh, 
yeah, I don't even want to ruin it if you haven't been there because there's there's some really cool uh, contraptions that the scare actors use that were clearly not being used in this one because they weren't there. <laughs> right, right. Um, I, I had a lot of fun going through this. We ended up going through it like a couple of times just to get some of the footage that that we're using for this video broadcast and for the walkthrough. Um, but that wasn't the only thing that was open that night. And I feel like there were a lot of fun things to see and do that. Again, we didn't really get to completely, mm-hmm. um, but we did get to see a bit of uh, a demo for makeup that they were kind of showing how they do the makeup for some of the monsters right across from that was also um, an area where they were showing off some of the wardrobes that they yeah. would use. So you kind of got this whole, you know, one, two punch with the makeup and the wardrobe demos yeah. kind of showing like how they create their monsters. Yeah. So it's cool to have like a little glimpse of behind the scenes at what, I mean, I guess the whole situation is behind the scenes, right? Cause you get to go in the maze with the lights. on. <laughs> so it was just like a little peek behind the curtain, which was a interesting direction to go for uh you know, a preview event. Right. It's probably the only only place to do it. Right. Cause you don't want to do that. Like during the event. (laughs) Oh no, absolutely. Uh, And like, I mean, you could do the $500 VIP tour, but um, you know, the, the other big thing, and we already kind of talked about it is that um, they wanted to bring back a lot of historical stuff. So sinister Seymour from the original, you know, first few years of the Halloween haunt before they even called it not scary farm they wanted to bring back that character. Uh, he's going to be in the chilling chambers, but he's also a meet and greet kind of scare actor that you can see in ghost town for this particular evening. And I don't know if he's going to always be there, but he was in the cemetery meeting, greeting with people, talking to people. Um, I'm going to assume that this character and maybe the train conductor might become the two most popular characters to take photos with. Um, he was a lot of fun uh, and enjoyable. He's very talkative. The guy that plays him does a really great job. And he so sounds it's just cool. like uh, the original C <laughs> He so. does. Yeah. And this bleeds into one of the last things that we're going to talk about where um, at the store, uh, the legacy store, there is actually a statue of Sinister Seymour there. There's a little display kind of giving some history. Um, the legacy store is fantastic. It's gorgeous inside. It's well laid out. There's not only the history of Seymour, there's also a, a history of Elvira there. Um, oh, yeah. There's a ton of great merchandise. Like this year, I am really afraid to walk into that store again because I could easily <laughs> drop a couple hundred dollars. You already bought a hat. I uh, did. And, and I and, was trying to refrain from buying several other things that would have been a couple hundred dollars <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Mer- and, uh, it's incredible. Um, I, I, I feel like they've, they've always had a lot of cool merch, but I feel like they've really stepped it up uh, and, and expanded the variety this year yeah and that's just in this store i mean i i'm sure there'll be more at the event right i mean you'd imagine that there that there will be more they usually have a a larger rate actually i just realized it was not 
very little t-shirts were in the store. There was a few, but they usually have like a lot yeah. of t-shirts during the event, if I recall correctly. I would say that's the vast majority of the merchandise at both Universal and Knots. Mm -hmm. uh, I always kind of tongue in cheek call it the heavy metal band T-shirt. Yeah, um, it looks like it looks like a merch booth at a, a concert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's always got like the kind of like photo of something put on, you know, and then like the graphic design on top of that or whatever. But it never feels like something that was really super well thought out in terms of graphic design it's much more hey we have this cool photo that we photoshopped that we want to put onto a shirt yeah the stuff this year and and if you love that great but there was always there's always just like that one category of stuff this year it feels like they've expanded into all types of things so they've got um really cool graphic tees and sweaters and and whatnot but then they've also got tons of different Types of, I, I mean, like you even took home a, a branded, you know, milk chocolate, uh, hot chocolate, yeah, yeah white chocolate thing. ghost, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they've got like some, Andy, yeah. <laughs> they've got some like food merch kind of stuff, uh, obviously hats. And then one of the big things that they wanted to bring out this year is an interactive element. So if you've been to Universal, um, at both coasts, you've probably seen the wands that you can buy and the Wizarding World that interact with elements in the park. At mm -hmm. Super Nintendo World, they have kind of the same thing with the wristbands. Now Knott's has their own thing for Scary Farm in particular, which is these lanterns um, that interact with certain things, and including things in the Legacy Store. So you can try it out for yourself. And I really like this. We were talking in the store one of the things about the Harry Potter wands is you can buy the wand, you can interact in the theme park with it, which is cool. But otherwise you kind of just have a wand in your house now, I guess right. there's really no yeah, like yeah. function to it. it. Yeah. <laughs> but this is just a genuine lantern. So, you know, if the power goes out in your neighborhood or if you want to take it camping with you, or if you just want to have something cool to, you know, put, in your home to turn on in the evening or whatever, it functions as a regular lantern as well. So not only is it interactive, right. but it's also something just to use. And then it has the not 50th scary farm branding. So it, uh, all of that, they did a fantastic job. Yeah, no, for sure. That I feel like, I feel like we're going to hands on one of these lanterns before the season's over for sure. I'm really curious to see how they interact actually in scary farm. That's something that we don't really don't know much about at all. I don't think that they told us anything about what the actual interactivity is going to be. So, and I, and I think that's cool. It's something to discover, you know, and, and it gives yeah. us reason to want to come back. It's probably, I'll, I'll probably do that on the, uh, on the end of the season trip. <laughs> you know, they but. did say uh, that there are a hundred different points throughout the Whoa. park and the legacy store and everything that will be interactive in some way. Um, I don't know what those are. I actually believe that there's a map. Don't quote me on this, but I believe that they will give oh, you a okay. map. So here I am of, talking, say, like saying lies, saying they didn't tell us, but you're saying no, there's a map. <laughs> well, well, there's a map of Scary Farm, but I believe on the map of Scary Farm does tell you a little bit about where you can find certain points okay. for your lantern. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I don't remember exactly what the lanterns run, but I want to say they're around like $39.99. Yeah, they um, yeah, they were they were about 40 bucks if I recall. Yeah, so 
again on par too. with the I mean, wands. I mean, if you're looking at the video, I'm trying to. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I can't even get it in frame. They were pretty big. I'll, this I'll... is why we have the video version of the podcast. Yeah, so I can see my hand trying to sell you. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Patreon exclusive. <laughs> The other cool thing about the tribute store, though, uh, independent of what you can buy there, is that they actually made it an attraction amongst itself. It's completely immersive, incredible sets, uh, different themed areas. Uh, Knotts has never had anything like this before. They usually had, you know, that's this is a, this is a legacy store is also accessible outside of the park. It's in the marketplace section. So um, it's actually open right now, weeks before the event. So you can actually go there right now. And uh, experiences if you're a SoCal uh, local, but yeah. and it's open uh, during the day too, so it's not just adhering right. to the nighttime hours of Scary Farm. Right, right. It's just open as much as, as anything else in the marketplace is. From probably, I know it's open until 11 p.m. Uh, most nights. I don't know what time it opens, but you know, probably 10 or whatever. I would assume, noon, yeah, maybe. the park opens at 10. So yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, in the past they. They had like a little scary farm section in the marketplace store and the, the aesthetic in the marketplace store. Uh, I don't know what it's called. The one that's closer to the entrance is like, you know, you, you know, great grandma's uh, attic <laughs> or our living room that she hasn't updated in 50 years. Like, like it was, it was, it was kind of a weird contrast uh, <laughs> to have that stuff in there. And it certainly was not themed in any possible way. Uh, and so this is such a, a treat for us that loved, you know, immersive environments to be able to go in there and visit it and, uh, and also find some really cool merch. And they also have lots of, uh, it's also like kind of a museum as well, because it has uh, lots of signs and things from a uh, scary farm past. Right. Uh, it's, it, it's interesting because it almost seems like, I don't get any ideas, but it almost seems like like something that you know they would charge money for or something, you know, to go in there because it, it just seems like more than a store. Typically, and typically, uh, each year they usually have some kind of art display. Uh, so they've done the museum right. kind of thing before in that regard. Now that they have this space, it's going to have the art display that they always have, plus all these historic photos. Now that they've got on display. Plus all of the Seymour and Elvira, you know, giant displays um, with wax figures and all that kind of stuff. Uh, there's even like little tiny cases with puppets and dolls and uh, things like that in them. It's really incredible. It Like you could spend walking through that store, taking photos with some of the photo ops that are there and whatnot, a good chunk of time. Um, my recommendation for people, if they're going to not scary farm, like I don't know what time it opens. Let's say 6 PM, go to the legacy store at 5 PM before right. you get don't in waste line your for scary the time, uh, scary farm time in the store when it's open earlier. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Go before the, before scary farm opens, get your lantern there, you know, do some of the interactive things in the store with the lantern. So you can kind of familiarize yourself with what it does. And then take it in or, you know, buy your sweater or whatever you're going to do and, and wear it into the park. Um, because this store is massive. It's incredible. There's a lot to look at. There's a lot to take in. And so in and of itself, it is its own attraction. 
it's not a story you're going to peek in and peek out of right away. Um, so definitely right, right. go before Scary Farm. You know, make sure to get there a bit early. Park or, early because then you get earlier, you know, better parking anyways. Right. right. It's far away. It's far away. Um, but I wonder if they're going to keep it open uh, the, probably after Scary Farm ends. So whatever time it ends, they're probably like, will keep it over an hour later. So you have that opportunity at the end of the night. I'm sure it'll be really packed then. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but also just I, one of the things you're saying about the, the art display, I forget what it's called. Um, usually they have uh, artists. Uh, do uh, original art and they have a, a gallery of it. Um, but they are still going to have that separate from this. Yeah. So they're not putting that in there just for clarification. I don't know if that's what you're referring to when you said they have a place where they put up art. Oh, no, I'm saying just they have a lot of art within this space, but they will have the, the art gallery that they typically have. Usually that's back in like the Berry Tales uh, Goring 20s area now. Yeah. I, so I assume that's where it will we'll be again. Um, but really, prior to this store, that was like the most scary farm merch centered area. Fairy tale store, which was weird. Which again was because half of it would be scary farm. And, yeah, <laughs> would be like all bright and fluffy. And, and again, that was so kind I'm of a store that you could easily walk in and walk out of. It's kind of nice to right. have a place that's much more designated, and is is a place that you want to go and spend some time yeah like i said you can come anytime you don't have to go, go during scary farm so you know you know like i said right. your, your precious scary time uh at scary farm hours <laughs> you don't even need to go there <laughs> i take it up but um but yeah um other than that uh there's just two things that we missed mm. well three really but th two uh exclusive offerings at this event uh, they did have Scary Farm Trivia, which I don't know how good I would have been at that because, uh, you know, we don't, we haven't been around, the, you know, since, you know, the olden days. You think you would have been all right at Scary Farm Trivia if we went to that? Uh, maybe. I mean, I'm I'm a trivia lover. And so if anything, mm -hmm. even if I didn't know all the answers, I would have loved to known a little bit more information. Um, which goes, I guess, with the other thing that we missed, right? The historical, yes, the historical presentation. presentation. <laughs> the idea, oh, we should have went to that first and then went to trivia. We could have won. <laughs> we could have won. <laughs> Man, we didn't think this through. Instead, we were just wandering through the same maze that we've been through before <laughs> with the lights on. Right. Well, I mean, I guess that shows you what we're into. <laughs> I did enjoy I did enjoy some cookies. Yeah, um, yeah, that's one thing. Um, we did uh, get to try some of the food offerings they're going to have there. Didn't really want to get too into that in this one. Uh, mostly because I, you know, I don't think people come to us to describe food. <laughs> no, I will say <laughs> though, that one sure. of <laughs> one of the big things that they're going to have this year, besides the uh, Devil's Elixir. Is they're going to be having more kind of blood bag type of uh, drinks, mm -hmm. uh, multiple types. So there's going to be uh, it's funny because it's blood types, uh, but there's going to be more of like a, a green apple type of drink, green poison apple drink. But they're going to be like in these little bags. So like if you've seen kind of it's become a trend now at some of the theme parks, you get like these little Capri Sun type of 
packages instead of uh, a plastic cup. Right, I don't know why they think they think adult Capri okay, Suns are so cool. And so yeah, you get the. I don't know. They're flying off the shelf. You can see people drinking them all night. <laughs> oh yeah, and so uh, you know that was kind of one of the big the big selling points of like, hey, we're gonna have these drinks and these little blood bags um and then you know the devil's elixir so there's going to be a lot to drink a lot to eat um i'm sure somewhere we'll have that information but yeah there's a lot yeah, of stuff and with the food also a lot of the offerings it's kind of like uh big game or i forget what they call it this wild game for, like just weird things that are just like uh not usual theme park fare to say the least alligator um, sausage alligator sausage um camel soup was one of the offerings mm. never wanted to try camel but uh maybe you do and they're <laughs> camel soup it's also it was a little warm maybe i do we maybe i do but, james but maybe maybe as the as the, as the chilling southern california winter kicks in <laughs> you can have it, some camel soup to warm us up yeah that, re that to the desert. real chilling 65 <laughs> degrees that we had um and something else that we had a little preview of that we're not going to get too deep into. Uh, we talked a little bit about the merch that was in the store. Uh, but one thing that stood out <laughs> is that they actually have Scary Farm uh, Monopoly. I forget. It's not actually mm. branded Monopoly. Yeah. Scary Monopoly. So with all the, I, I, the characters from the mazes, you can do some kind of Monopoly situation. So yeah, they've, cool. they've, had, they've had not Ghost Town Monopoly for years. Okay. Um, so it's cool to see a variant on that with the scary farm version of it. Um, so you can have both now. You can have the daytime and nighttime hey. version of Monopoly. Oh, right. so all that being said, um, I think we covered everything that happened to this. Oh, they did have a few rides open. I think they had Ghost Rider. Um, but I'm like, when would you even have had time to go through <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have time for it, but maybe some I will say if want to do it. if if you go and you've never been to Knotts before ever, um, usually not all the time, but a, a majority of the attractions are open during scary during farm. Scary farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it is a good chance to check out some of the attractions that you know might have a long line. Usually, like Ghost Rider has like an hour to two hour long line because it's right at the front of the park during scary farm it usually only has like a 10 minute long wait so if you are sampling knots as a theme park as a whole scary farm is a great way to maybe get in a few of those attractions too yeah i think that's probably true of all the theme park cons that's a good time to get some yeah. low wait times and try some yeah you're out. you're going to oogie boogie bash last year i went to oogie boogie bash and i went on um guardians of the galaxy mission breakout which usually has like an hour long line Mm -hmm. I walked right onto it. W walked completely through the queue, right into the elevator, sat wow. down. <laughs> That's and, wild. Uh, it's probably because so, there's yeah. like so many kids at it, you know, not too many. Actually, it's not true at all. But nobody's. Yeah, that... doing it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's doing the rides for it. <laughs> right. So it's a good chance to sample those if you're, you know, usually you don't get to Knott's Berry Farm. Um, go for Knott's Scary Farm and get a few of those rides in. Ghost Rider is a great one. So. Right on. So for a, a, a full, complete list of everything that's going to be at Scary Farm, 
Um, you can go to creepykingdom.com. We'll put the link to that article um, in the show notes or and or the description of the video if you just want a full rundown. And we'll give a more complete review of all of these things after we experience them um, after opening night, which is September 21st. So just a few weeks away, Scarefront will be open and we get to experience all this stuff. Um, and hopefully yep. uh, you will as well if you're uh, you come on out and check it out. Right. Tickets are available now. I believe they start at $60. That um, I I think that really? they have a what whole a steal. season. Really? They started sixty dollars. I feel like everything's $60. like hundred over hundred dollars these days. Wow, what a what a bargain! Sixty dollars. It's actually one hundred and fifty dollars for the season pass. So if you wanted to go every night wow. for one hundred fifty dollars, you could. Yeah, because yeah, I feel like the price of it for one day ticket goes higher as it goes in the season. So one hundred and fifty nine dollars, whatever. That's a great deal. Yeah, I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> covering uh, Halloween stuff for you guys, but <laughs> that's a great deal. I mean, you'd really, to make it worth it, you need you need to have a parking pass too, right? I mean, I don't know if that's included uh, or if it's an add-on or, or whatever. That is, it is not included, and I believe parking is is usually like 25 or 30 bucks. Um, so, but if you have so, a yeah. season pass, then, you know, your parking is free as well. But, Which, as far as season pass go, Knott's is, are, is very, very affordable. <laughs> Compared to yeah. some other local theme parks, <laughs> and if you want to do the the VIP tour, it's five hundred and fifty dollars. Um, I mean, you get a you know you get a buffet dinner and a t shirt. So there's that. Hey, there's that. But uh, all right, cool. So there's that. Uh, the last thing to mention here is that we're going to uh, release the full interviews that we did there with Casey and Chris from the Scary Farm team. And they're going to come out eventually, but if you want to hear them first, uh, first before everybody else, <laughs> uh, we are going to be putting them up in our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash creepy kingdom. And um, we're going uh, to be putting a lot of our bonus uh, content from this season directly in there. So if you're enjoying this content and you want a little bit more and you want to support what we do here... <laughs> That's the place to do it. Uh, just uh, become a patron at our Patreon. And All we're right. planning well, to film a lot of stuff. So expect a lot. Yeah, no, we're, we're just getting bored. <laughs> I mean, this isn't even a haunt. This is, we're, we're talking an hour about an announcement. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> so much stuff coming up. So speaking of which, yeah, coming up on the Dark Theme Park show, some of the things that we're uh, future episodes we're going to be talking about covering course the best time of year at the best place on earth we're going to be talking about all the new uh, experiences and return experiences to halloween time at disneyland uh, and as josh alluded to um full coverage of oogie boogie bash very excited to return to that and super stoked uh, about judge doom being a character there i'm not going to start rambling yes. about all the offerings there but just had to say that out loud <laughs> super excited and then of course we have halloween horror nights in hollywood and orlando so these are uh, some future episodes of the dark theme park show you can look forward to um obviously as i, I said you know we are going to still talk about non-haunt related things on this show but probably not anytime soon because we have so much to get to <laughs> so, for the next few um, months 
it'll be this. <laughs> so strap we'll in. See. We'll strap in. We'll see where where, where we're at um, <laughs> as we're just relaunching the show and kind of figuring out, uh, you know, the path forward. But yeah, uh, that's kind of the gist of it there. Um, so I think it's time for us to uh, to get on out of here. Any uh, closing statements, Josh? I'm very excited about this season uh, mm-hmm. and some of the things that we're doing for Creepy Kingdom. But in particular, I'm very excited about Not Scary Farm. It's one of my favorite things every year. Um, they usually blow it out of the park, out of the theme park. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited. And I'm excited to come back and talk about the full experience of Not Scary Farm this year. Yeah, wow. I'm already imagining that we're going to have to re- try to really wheel it in because i feel like that could be such a long episode <laughs> oh yeah no. we'll, we'll, we'll try and get to an hour we'll try and make it an hour well, yeah, we'll see we're already over an hour here but anywho <laughs> all right with that um let's close the gates